so fitting that you're the first one too. Right. Well, this is the most uh, convenient first guest in yeah. that. Uh, we just had to drag her in from yeah. Grassroots well, podcast. You guys booked other guests before me. It just so happened that I, I, I um, I was the first one to work out. Yeah, it should have been you. Uh, <laughs> should have been you all along. It should have been me. That was hey, this year. If you're listening right now out there and uh, you hear a oh, strange third voice, uh, yeah. that is because we've got our first guest on Eat, Pray, Judge. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to introduce you all to. Amber Rollo. She is a stand-up comedian. She has her own podcast called Daddyless Issues, and she happens to be my live-in fiance. My biggest credit. <laughs> that was a very yeah. NPR voice. <laughs> yeah. She happens to be my live-in fiance. That's right. We're, well, we're not uh, long-distance betrothed, you know? Oh, yeah. We're living in sin. Exactly. Exactly. Until we actually have the ceremony. We're figuring it all out um, in real time here. There's no sort of pen pal correspondence or uh, FaceTime chats. I feel like you're about to introduce a Swedish improv jazz band. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, okay, so you know me. I'm Gabe Pacheco, and we've got... Sammy Hamarne. Right on, right on. So uh, we're going to go back to 2000, the year 2000, the millennium uh, <laughs> <laughs> today. For uh, for this episode of Eat, Pray, Judge, and uh, the year two thousand was, you know, it was wow. I remember, I remember where I was when the ball dropped. I was in Times Square at the Marriott Marquis with a, a very wealthy man, and uh, it was my friend Amy and her some friends of hers from college. And her dad had rented out this uh, a room at the Marriott Marquis, like maybe fifteen years ahead of the year two thousand. So I came down from college uh, to spend time in New York because I thought, New York, how mm. cool. And uh, what a great place to spend New Year's. Only I spent New Year's in the worst neighborhood in New York City, Times Square. Say, of, of all the people on earth that would spend any amount of time at Times Square on New Year's, you would be one of the last people I would expect to be there. Well, I and thought... on the worst of all New Year's. Yeah. This was... This was... Yeah, this was Y2K. This was the scariest New Year's to be like in a crowded big uh populated area that why why i think i've I've always been a moth attracted to the flames sort of like when you watch independence day i would have been uh the the best friend that goes to the top of the skyscraper in uh los angeles with a with a banner that said uh beam me up mm. before the, <laughs> before the aliens decided to just laser beam nuke uh downtown la did you wear a diaper I didn't wear a diaper, but I think I was drinking a lot at that time, so I was definitely, it was super cold, it was cold like it is now, and I was, uh, I think I was miserably hungover for the entire experience and ashy. Mm. Ashy? It was before I learned how to moisturize properly in the oh. winter times. Gotcha. Oh. Several coats of uh, lotion and oil for this guy over here. It's like a baby Aquaphor seal. on the top. You gotta put aquaphor on the top. Yeah, the base coat's like a Curel. Uh, just a re like a standard CVS lotion, and then over that the aquifer. And if if I don't have that, we go straight for the uh, the Vaseline. Yeah, Vaseline will work as mm -hmm. well. Just straight up petroleum jelly. Yeah, yeah. Do you chase them around the part the apartment? <laughs> I'm like he a... slips out of my grass. <laughs> <laughs> like a greased thing. Yeah, I I like to think of myself more as like a baby seal. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, you're adorable, like one. Thank you. I yep. spent New Year's uh, in 2000 at my dad's hot dog restaurant, the Wienery. 
Yeah. Yeah. We had a party there, celebrated, baked 1999 shaped cookies and, and broke them at New Year's. I was 13 years old for yeah. 2000. I have no recollection of New Year's 2000, and I don't know how old I was. I think I was 20, 21, 19, yeah. 20. Well, you were, you were hanging out in the Pacific Northwest. And no, that I was, was actually like... back by then. Uh, I was home for the holidays, uh, our brief uh, two-week hiatus because of our trimesters. But um, that one kind of just passed me by a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, it was a... The computer was... stayed awake, <laughs> so that's good. It was a great year. I had a, I think I had a Dell with like a Pentium f- uh, 5 processor. Mm-hmm. This was pre-Mac days for me. Uh, you know, when the computers were like overheated, right? They, they were giant and heavy. Yeah. And you had to uh, call like a furniture mover to get rid of it when it broke down because they like were antiquated 1940s television sets. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but th- I was listening to a lot of good music in the year 2000. Were My you? Favorite. Were I you think... the only one on earth? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there were some in bangers in 2000. I mean, there were some. Prove you know, me wrong. <laughs> Destiny's Child, Independent Woman. That was, was, that was the number one song. I got uh, that. Was it? I yeah. thought. Um, I thought Faith Hill was number one. Um, what was the song? Um, breathe was Faith breathe. Hill's song. Just breathe. I feel like it's a tie. Maybe nope. it depends on what list you're looking at. Probably. I think, well, yeah. Whatever one I was on, Independent Woman was the number one song. Uh, yeah, just it, pushing Beyonce into the stratosphere. That's right. I can't and, believe she's been around that long. She's like thirty-eight. Yeah, not sixty. She must just be drinking like stem cell and maca powder <laughs> uh, smoothies, right? You know. Uh, but uh, when it came to albums in hip hop, there were some bangers coming out. Being Deltron rich is the best anti-aging cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no worry lines when mm-hmm. you're rich. Yep. It doesn't matter, though. When you look at old, like when I look at old Latin American aristocrats or even old white people, though, like it doesn't matter how rich they are. They still look like ghoulish mummies. Well, they're carrying the. Uh... Is it that they smoke too long? Is it what? I don't know what it is. Maybe I would say it's, it's uh, crippling guilt. Yeah. You think the guilt is uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I sure do. But uh, but I wanted to get back to Deltron 3030. That was a great album that came out in uh, 2000. Supreme Clientele. Also, uh, probably Ghostface Killer's best album. Okay. And yeah. that came out with Slim with Shady, yeah. so that's pretty... All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Marshall Mathers EP came out. We mention Eminem on every every other podcast. I think I've we noticed. do. But you know who we don't mention enough? Ja Rule. He was <laughs> not not uh, my favorite at this time, but he was like the an apex predator in the pop hip-hop scene. Right. This was before uh, 50 Cent took him down a couple years <laughs> later. But uh, he's or back the in the news. Festival. The fire festival <laughs> ended any semblance of a career. Sure, sure. I don't know. I think I think the fire festival. I think we're gonna look back next year or two years from now and realize that relaunched Jaw Rule's Made career. It put, him, it put him back in the spotlight. Put like, him back in some. I hadn't thought of Jaw Rule in years. The last time I thought of him was when ja, uh, Fifty Cent bought uh, a grand group yes. on three thousand seats, front row seats at his concert, and left them empty. <laughs> That was amazing. That That was such a prank. That was was so great. That's the best. That's that's the best troll. That's next level. That's on the level of uh, uh, Donald Trump buying Jeb Bush's website. And so when people were during the campaign, when people were Googling Jeb Bush to find him, JebBush.com, it just immediately went to Trump's website. Did it really? Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. That's those are like the apex predator troll moves. It's like Bezos uh, buying up, you know, uh, installing the new hubs of Amazon in Queens and D.C. (laughs) Donald's hometown and his uh, adopted hometown. Yeah, God, yeah. That makes me cringe. A Maybe. Little when well, I you say know, that. we might have a, a a Bezos presidency. You know, sure, in because, four years because being a billionaire automatically qualifies you to run the country. Right. Well, well that's why Howard Schultz is running. 
Then what's the one thing he's given all of us? Burnt, terrible coffee that you need to put cream and sugar into. Howard Schultz. Don't forget yeah. uh, the peanuts. That's uh, Charles Schultz, I know. my man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, did I just get punked? I think I just got punked. Uh, yeah, well, just we've already we, we've, we've covered the year 2000 uh, before we when have? we did uh, What Women Want. That's true. Uh, so, you know, to rehash a couple things that were, uh, this was George W. Bush's first year in office. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the quiet before the storm. You know, everyone was kind of bummed out that he won because he stole the election. But nothing terrible had happened yet. This was what this was the this was the that him Bush losing um, Bush winning against Gore is what put us on this timeline that we are on right now. He was like Gore was the original Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I mean we would have all had solar panels on everything by this point if uh, Al Gore won. The world would be saved. We would not have this this Arctic tundra that we're dealing with right now. It would be would we would be okay. People would have been flushing their toilets a lot less. Yeah, Yeah. let it. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Then nobody does that anymore. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in California. I, no, I and you know. guys should definitely uh, adhere to those laws. Dude, I get bummed Here out. In the lush <laughs> northeast. Uh, yeah, we weren't sweating the sweating the small stuff as much. I see. Uh, I see a yellow toilet bowl, and I go, and I think even if I'm going to pee in it, I don't want the 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 backsplash of someone else's. P. Is yeah. your stream really that? My stream is vigorous. Uh, I just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. When I see a yellow bowl at someone's house, I feel like, how, how did I end up at the 50, 53rd Lexington <laughs> Avenue stop in the bathroom? Yeah, I'm like, am I back in kindergarten? Yeah. Did somebody forget? Why are my pants all the way down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so this was this was uh, a good year. I also, you know what, I liked uh, Madonna uh, during this time because sure. she was making banger dance music and uh, wearing blue cowboy hats. So it was this weird mix of Am I at a rave or, or a rodeo? The, that one video specific, that one song specifically. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, but blue cowboy hats were big in the year two thousand. Madonna did it, but like I remember, my sisters all had uh, blue or pink cowboy hats that they would wear on the river. Yeah, like so, be wearing a bikini and. And a cowboy hat, a colorful cowboy hat was really, that was key fashion. Yeah, this sounds like some real out west vibes. Like yeah. you're, you're doing, what these rivers were in California or in uh, the Rocky Mountains or? Yeah, yeah, near Las Vegas. It was the Colorado River. It's like very, like in between the two dams. So um, it was, yeah, very river rat-y, going wakeboarding, drinking beers, jumping off things. So this was obviously before 2001, right? Before global politics changed. And everyone became afraid of uh, terror threats. Yeah, I, there was uh, the there were like little baby terror threats. Like the uh, USS Cole got uh, bombed by suicide bom- two suicide bombers right. who were uh, affiliated with Al Qaeda. So we knew the signs were all there, baby. Right, but they were just <laughs> these were like tentative, tentative little like you know in, in the early phases of courtship where yeah. you you let your hand rest next to it, another person's hand in the movie theater without with just like a light touch. That was like what how Al Qaeda was kind of like, what? you know. <laughs> what Sammy's face right now is like, what part of courtship is this? I've never. Yeah, it's an I adorable have never. Side <laughs> so much more genteel than yeah. members here. This is uh, this is different than you know. This was before they were like you trying to smash and like flew two planes into. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, like, we, we talked about the European terror groups, the WNBA of terrorism. Very yeah. different, but more subtle. Yeah. The lighter side of terrorism. Yeah, this was some ginger, gingerly uh, terror attacks. Right. Dainty. It's just almost. funny to go back to news stories before all of this happened. 
what was happening then? Uh, you know, I wasn't paying too much attention. Do you have, you've got some news story highlights from I just 2000? Have silly ones. Yeah, break it down. Um, the uh, Spanish Paralympic basketball team were uh, were ordered were, were stripped of uh, whatever uh, accolades they'd won because none of them uh, were actually disabled. What? Yeah. They were faking. Which is like I can't think of any like anything worse than that. I can't think of mental any mental terrorism. What type of a con man? decides that they're going to become it's you know when someone's really good at, at freestyle skateboarding yeah like in gleaming the cube and you see <laughs> uh christian slater's character just sort of like d- you know doing his little dance moves on a skateboard yeah somebody spent uh, not one person but a whole bunch of spaniards decided that they were all going to literally nearly all of their players yeah yeah all of these guys decided that they were going to get really good at wheelchair tricks which is bizarre what, what a, a weird skill to develop if it's unnecessary for you to actually function and live normally. Well, it's like yeah, because you have to be high level at that skill. Like they could have like spent that off. time. They could have spent that time learning, uh, like perfecting skills in a sport that is not specifically for. It's like look at me, I'm healthy. Look how fast I can walk with two crutches. Right. Well, it's like it, the France. They love parkour. I guess yeah. uh, the Iberian Peninsula is all about like oh oh yeah, Theo, let's get in this wheelchair and uh, you know do moves up the and down this ramp. You sounded way Puerto Rican. I know. That. I don't know what I was <laughs> yeah. doing. I kept, um, but the, you although know, although the you know, you, some could say that the Spanish leaf that they speak with in España yeah. is kind of a disability. <laughs> it is a speech impediment. Kind of. It, yeah. It is. Uh, you heard it here first on Eat, Pray, Judge. What else happened? Blockbuster Video uh, declined the purchase of Netflix to buy out Netflix for fifty million dollars. What idiots! Yep. Those. Big dummies. That Mormon ingenuity just led to a billion closings of all of your video stores. I think we should do what the Chinese government does with officials that fail, is uh, make a list of all of the companies that made it or all of the groups that made it, and and then look at the CEOs or executives that uh, rejected the offer. Yeah. And then those people should be executed on television. I think that that would that would make uh, that would make CEOs a little bit more open minded. Hmm. I think it would make them more closed minded. <laughs> the ones who failed would get executed. There's like more. No, you don't. You don't <laughs> fail for signing. You fail for rejecting someone that someone else makes money off of. Oh. Okay. But how long would it take for that to happen? I mean, you'd have to come back 15 years later to see that you gave up a. Yeah. So we would find we would find the decision maker studio. at Blockbuster and be like, see what you did. <clears throat> See what you yeah. did. Look what now. Look what you made me do. And we 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 play that song. Look what you made me do. Look what you during made me the do. execution. Would what type of execution? Uh, I I really like the way the Russians uh, used to do it. The Soviets rather, just like you know, take them out back, right behind the courthouse, bullet behind the head. Oh, that's like yeah. the, the Bathist tradition too. Yeah, yeah. None of this like uh, last meal. Uh, execution so with an electric chair right no gotcha real unceremonious pope john paul ii gave a blessing to the pokemon franchise uh saying that the games did not have any harmful moral side effects and were based on ties of intense friendship so this That's... is what this is what was going on in the news this is what was important <laughs> there was there yeah. was enough low level like politics going on that it was okay to spend time on the news with for the pope giving a blessing to Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Like the fact that the Pope knows what Pokemon is is unsettling enough. Po- Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made him a character. Right. They really <laughs> there's, a, there's a bishop that was taking time away from covering up pedophile scandals to be like, okay, we've really got to capture the youth. 
He was like, I can't take Pokemon. this anymore. It's too dark. I have to do something <laughs> super different. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So, hey. There I also think... is some weird tie in between Pokemon and child molesting in the Catholic Church that I... I'm trying to make in my head, but I can't. I'm not I that know. Quick. I just think it's there. I think it's yeah. there. It's kind of like the bait, you know? <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, kids, we're cool with uh, playing cards. <laughs> bring no, they're probably like, bring them to church the, with you. All the kids are playing with Pokemon. I think we should just bless it and see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, so. Uh, let's jump into this movie. It's, oh yeah, why we're here? We're here today. <laughs> oh yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna watch the film. Uh, we have all watched the film Miss Congeniality together. Oh, I didn't watch it, but I wrote about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Miss Congeniality as you w- uh, envisioned it, having never seen it. Uh, yes, that's, and that's uh, correct. So, so Amber, one of the reasons that we're covering this today is because uh, you know you you suggested it. Yeah, so. Amber. Yeah, I suggested it. You're welcome. Yeah. It was one of my favorite movies when I was 13 years old. It was great. It's like She's All That mixed with Law and Order. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I I like I like that you said it's uh it's like uh She's All That mixed with Law and Order. I thought of it as sort of what would it be like in it's somehow like in the line of fire as well. Uh, okay. Have you seen In the Line of Fire? I, I have. A Clint Eastwood times. having to uh, having to stop an assassination mm-hmm. as oh. a Secret Service agent. So Played it's like By, In uh... Line of Fire with she's all that more yeah. more that'd be a, a more appropriate mix. I like that. That is that is true. Yeah. And uh, all right, so I've never seen uh, Miss Congeniality. I saw it with you for the first time a couple days ago. That was the first time you had watched. Yeah. I like and that I... she's all that comparison, and I'll tell you why. Go yeah. ahead. Um, because it has that 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 trope or theme where the really attractive girl is deemed unattractive because she has glasses on, and then all of a sudden she takes her glasses off, and you're like, oh, she's hot. But Sandra Bullock doesn't even have glasses. No, she just she has, just has weird makeup ratty and like, hair and thick eyebrows. And thick eyebrows. <laughs> yes. So it is really the transformation is. <laughs> yeah, plucking your eyebrows, flat ironing your hair, and putting on a spaghetti strap dress, and then, boom. Also, just being genetically really pretty. I know she's actually just, just she's gorgeous. gorgeous. The pride from of the a, very beginning. The pride of Arlington, Virginia, Gabe. She's a hometown girl. And now, they and they do all this thing where they keep taking food away of. from her, like she's like she needs to lose weight. Yeah. But she's like an FBI agent who's constantly working out and boxing, and she's fit. And like she doesn't up need Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. She yeah. Looks- she looked fine. She yeah. doesn't need to eat celery. She I just have... don't think they wanted her to gain that carb weight right before the big show. <laughs> Dude, I, I, uh, my relationship to Sandra Bullock is that I've loved her throughout the 90s. She was my VHS queen. She is I had, great. Yeah, I had a copy of Speed, the mm-hmm. movie. And so that's, I think, my intro to her was Speed. And prior to that, she was in Demolition Man yep. as uh, Sylvester Stallone's sidekick. Murder, Goth Kill. Yeah, so... So, boom. Those were two reasons I really liked her. And in more recent history, uh, George Lopez co-signed mm-hmm. her. Uh, she she ha- had the production company that helped him get his talk show. Yeah, she executive produced his his, uh, his uh, sitcom, I think. Yeah, so she gets the Chicano vote. Happened. What, the sitcom? Well, just them, them two uh, uniting on that front. Who? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the origin story well, we is for that. It out. But, uh, but she's funny. She has comedic timing and oh, chops. she's great. She makes this movie... Watchable. Yeah. I mean, she, her, she's charming, she's goofy, and she's like perfectly self-deprecating and really good. Great comedic timing. That's kind of always been her thing. And um, uh, she uh, and she was, and most recently, the last thing I saw her in before this was Bird Box. Okay. I never saw that one. So I've seen... It was great. <laughs> Bird Box was great, but very, very, very scary. 
Really? Very scary. Like Gabe was lukewarm when I spoke to him about it. I I had suggested it because I, I figured I you know thought we would try something new. Uh huh. But it was too new. It was he, it was too new for me. Yeah. I refuse to cover Bird, bird Box yeah. for Eat Pray Judge. But I think it's not that he doesn't want to cover Bird Box. He just doesn't want to cover the news of what is going on right now. Oh, we wouldn't even have to get into that. Right. Yeah. It would be a, an apolitical episode of Eat, Pray, yeah, Judge. Yeah, it's like, Bernie's running. <laughs> <laughs> no, Next. he's not. He hasn't officially said it. Has he not? No, no. he hasn't. He I'm hasn't. Just... He's not stopping anyone from saying it, but he hasn't said it yet. That's right. That's right. He definitely will, though. Well, the front runners always get, uh, uh, like, blown out the box first. Right. So there's no point in... Um, running or... Announcing. Now. Yeah. Now so it's early. just uh, Kamala... Yeah. Booker Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just cool. going to be lightning rods for all the negativity. Good. Exactly. So, uh, great job, guys. You should have uh, waited. Um, okay, who else was in this movie that I loved? <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. I love Benjamin Bratt. Love Benjamin Bratt, huh? Yo. Yeah. What for... else is Benjamin Bratt in? Well, I think that um, I made us watch the three-hour epic Blood In, Blood Out together oh, yeah, at one point. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh... That's a great movie. That's a great, great yeah. movie. So uh, he gets he gets uh, all the love after after playing that role. You know, you could watch that like alongside Falling Down, and that would be a cool like to see the two different uh, sides. Absolutely, I I would hmm, interesting. Okay. It would be better than American Me, I think, because it's a little uh, less intense than American Me. American Me is is bleak. There's yeah, like it's no... a rough, it's a rough watch. <laughs> yeah, whereas Blood and Blood Out has has a I think a little bit more of a vibrant color palette to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional range and all that. And then uh, we've got Michael Caine in this. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine's the best. Yo. So great. The loved alpha. Him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've loved, uh, He's he's been killing it for decades. In the 60s, he made a movie, Zulu, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Get Carter is probably one of my favorite films. The from, original one, yeah. not, the, not the Sylvester Calzone. <laughs> right. <version. laughs> Sylvester Calzone's. No. I can't believe that Sylvester Stallone thought that he could step into the shoes and play the same character as Michael Caine. Well, if you own your your, your own production company, <laughs> and uh, in the in the eighties, uh, Michael Caine, Jaws four, Jaws four. So there you are. Played a drug running uh, <laughs> pilot. They, yeah. they never told you what he did, but that's definitely what he did. Sure, there's no way around that. Uh, and then uh, we've got Candace Bergen. She is the she plays the head of the uh, beauty she's pageant. She's the villain. She's the, the villain. She's the villain. And uh, spoiler, one of my I think when I think of um, Candace Bergen, I think of Murphy Brown, and uh, and she reminds me of my mom. She's like a feminist icon from the from the Bush Senior era. Gabe has very strong ties to Murphy Brown. I do. He's, yeah, he's, we've talked about it. Before. Strong shoulder pads, uh, fiercely independent woman <laughs> making her own money, and Are you uh, gonna start singing. I, uh, yes. <laughs> if we can somehow get the Murphy Brown uh, theme song just like spliced into this right here, under I mean, if me we talking, just get you to do an acapella version of it, I would, I would love that. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, also Candace Bergen, she uh, at one point lived in the house where the Manson murders took place. Okay. And oh. she was she just Tate's house. Yes. Gotcha. And she she was out of the house, or it might have been the other family, because there were two uh, murder scenes in L.A. But uh, she got, was had lived. She uh, almost was murdered by uh, by your man, by Charlie Manson. Manson. Yes, but she had moved out. She by had the, moved by out. The re- time. Yeah, that's pretty wow, good, pretty good timing. Because she's yeah. she's a member of that like Hollywood royalty. You know, her family was part of the uh, like the the industry for a while, and Manson okay. had been floating around that right. uh, in that circle, and he was looking for revenge. 
We had William Shatner in it too. William well, Shatner right, was, her, was her co-host. Dude, uh, how do you feel about the Shat? I liked his I liked his comedic timing in this. Like I I thought he he did really a really good job of like I really loved the scenes where everything was like blowing up and he was just continuing like she's beauty and she's grace. She's Miss United States. I I thought he was great. He should play great this voice. all yes. the time. He he plays the best peak showbiz hamminess. He does. You're like right. when it comes to when it comes to showbiz ham, he's like the hamon iberica of it. He's like mm, it's He's a, like yeah, it's, he's like this is this is where all the beauty is in all of the United States right now, and the ladies are nice too. <laughs> and he's got that over the top, overacting quality, right? That sells that so well. Yeah, he he is an SNL character. You can, you should like they should never parody William Shatner. They should just let William Shatner be. Yep. Yeah. Also, Ernie Hudson. Hell yeah! There we go. Uh, playing a police chief, mm-hmm. right? FBI, or FBI chief. FBI, FBI chief. chief, yeah. All sure. of them are FBI agents, That's right. which makes it okay to identify with them. And it's weird that I, I hadn't seen this movie before because it made uh, $212 million worldwide. This was a smash hit yeah. Yeah. for the year 2000. Did you Had you ever seen it before? No, I have not. And how did you feel about it? Uh, the film? Yeah. I, I mean, it was enjoyable. i thought i mean you know to give a summation of it it was just it was like a charming little movie Mm -hmm. sandra bullock was great she carries the film michael Caine was good there's some some solid acting the storyline is whatever i mean it's a well pageant murder mystery (laughs) whodunit you want me to uh, give the synopsis? Yeah, I'd love yeah. that. Great. Okay, so just in uh, case people haven't seen it. Yeah, either. Sandra Bullock's character is Grace Hart, and uh, she's always been a hero and a champion of the underdogs. In elementary school, she protected weak boys from bullies. Mm-hmm. As an adult, she worked as an FBI agent taking down the Russian mob. If anything, she's a bit of a softy uh, who will do the right thing instead of following all the rules to the T. Uh, things heat up when the FBI gets a tip that a famous assassin named The Citizen will be attempting his next spectacular murder at the Miss USA beauty pageant. And the only agent that can go deep cover, kind of like in the movie Deep Cover, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Mm -hmm. is Grace. Uh, Hilarity ensues as we see uh, Grace, who's a tomboy, get a crash course in um, sort of poise. Uh, And uh, while she's doing this, she ends up charming all of the other uh, beauty contestants and her beauty pageant coach, played by Michael Caine, and her partner, played by Brad Pitt. Brad, Benjamin Brad. Benjamin oh, Brad. What did I say? Brad Pitt. That's what I wrote down here too. <laughs> yeah, that's why I need a proofreader. I forgot that. Um, I forgot that scene at the beginning where she protects the little boy from the bully. Yeah. And then, but then she it like further it gets further interesting because that boy then rejects her and she punches him in the face he gets mad yeah so she has like this chip on her shoulder of like trying to protect people but not being allowed to protect them well she just had un- unrequited love thrown in her face and then she lashed out here's the, here's the thing i was going to ask why did they not give any backstory as to her uh deep-seated rage that's in this film that is a great there's no, question like, and they like alluded to some things at some points but then they were like they're they never said anything they, they like but it did make her seem like she had like a messed up childhood like she didn't have parents or something yeah. i would think that they would have had some sort of cornerstone some sort of explanation of that yeah something. was I, she raised by the state was she an orphan uh hero 
yeah, because I, I wanted to know like what her dynamic was with her father and with her mother because she's such a they they give her this almost blind spot where she she lacks all uh, feminine charm or like whatever normative feminine charm you know and uh, we, uh, of course we know she's beautiful but she isn't she like rejects everything that is associated with being a woman I mean she seems she has like this deep disdain for women in the film <laughs> she does <laughs> until she learns that they're like actually you people know too. people too yeah, yeah they're complicated they're not just one-sided a little bit of backstory there would have been interesting I'm surprised they didn't even touch on it at all they just showed this angry uh physically violent five-year-old girl yeah like I think uh her home life I envision is being uh in in a house with uh like a coach like a Craig T Nelson and like maybe four or five older brothers Right. Who were all uh, either into sports and, or like uh, crossing guards. Yeah. And... Just an amped up tomboy backdrop is what And her know. mom yeah. has, has abandoned them. Yeah. That's why she's angry. Yeah. So, her and... mom has abandoned them to go and try to be a model. You know, and like, uh, well... has become like a beauty tip consultant for um, magazines like Mademoiselle or something. And so she's rejecting everything that her mother was and all of the, the any feminine archetype. And then just starts another family on her own. I feel like we She's could write. She's John Ramsey's mom. <laughs> yes. We'll just create her own name. If you don't yeah. want to give us one Hollywood, we'll make it. Yeah, I want to. I want the the origin story to Miss Congeniality. <laughs> We're writing the prequel here. There was a Miss Congeniality too. Right, right. She's in it too, which I yeah. thought was surprised. I guess back then, well, I mean, Reese Witherspoon was in Legally Blonde too. Mm-hmm. I guess you're just going to capitalize off of that cheddar signing that that two that two film deal mm-hmm. um apparently they did make a scene they had a scene with the mom at the school but they cut it because it didn't fit they said what so, was it i don't know they didn't really go into depth yeah what? i wonder who played the mom um you know doesn't yeah doesn't say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you want to just pick somebody who do, you uh, think, who do you think played the mom we'll ask both of you this is fun we have three of us <laughs> yeah i'd love i i think i'd love to see a Catherine o'hare okay play the Ooh. mom Okay. Um I don't know. You know, I, I you I'm not really great at actors and actresses' names. I'm not Neither gonna lie. This is gonna work out <laughs> right. I think of uh Brad Bradley Pitt so like, Cooper. Uh, so like a Meryl Streep. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. They, they but like ne- a they, mean <laughs> They could never get her for no, this. No, they could never, ever, ever. I had Estelle Getty. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Hey, you know what I have to say about this movie though? It's FBI propaganda. Okay. I wrote down here in bold, fuck the cops. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so the FBI is taking time away from their uh, COINTEL programs to uh, suppress Black Lives Matter movements mm. and uh, civil rights activists and across the country. Line, cut in line at a Starbucks. Yeah. What an egregious use, uh, uh, exploitation of power. Right. That uh, her uh, that whole scene sucked. Could have easily been in the Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's like what Harvey Keitel was doing in the Bad Lieutenant while he was coked out of his gills <laughs> after he dropped his kids off at Catholic school. <laughs> Just like <laughs> running lights with a cop uh, light over your head. Yeah. And then oh man, show me how you cut in line. <laughs> show me how you cut in line. <laughs> yeah, I hate watching abuses of power on uh, on the big screen like that. An abuse of power. Yeah. Exactly what I wanted yeah. to say. Yeah, and then she proceeded to order twenty like very complicated drinks, not just like. So she's ten a coffees. giant asshole. She's, yeah, <laughs> she's the worst. Trying to fit in with the guys, getting yeah. them all venti lattes. Yeah, oh, and also, man. what is she doing as a feminist, going to get the coffee for the boys? But is she a feminist just because she's a woman I, in this film? 
I don't know. She. I, would I don't not know. Classify the, the, her as a feminist. That's a good question. I wondered if the whole film was feminist or not. I don't know. I was going to ask you. <laughs> I had it written down. I speak for all women, and right. I say yes. No, I think it's just. No I think pressure, the thesis. But, uh, I think the thesis of the film is how that. How do you guys feel about this film? <laughs> uh, I think the thesis of the whole film was that there femininity is complicated and it's not just uh, about being mean or pretty but it's also um not about it's all about it's about friendship it's about sisterhood and that's more powerful than than being the prettiest girl i mean i would agree with that statement um why is she the only woman at the bureau doing field work everyone else is every other woman that i saw in the first 30 minutes of the film was doing clerical work at a cubicle she's the only one there doing any field work, right? Yeah. Was there another female FBI agent that we there was, that uh, There was, but she she was pregnant. She got, she got pregnant. She was oh, pregnant. I was actually going to yeah. say that as a joke. That's real? <laughs> she really did get pregnant. She got pregnant. <laughs> That's what they say. Wherever she put it, they put her in the bikini and the, that like oh, weird... Right. Uh, that weird sci-fi computer program that they made to put everyone in bikinis. <laughs> right. Uh, and... They put that woman in a bikini, but they couldn't use her undercover because she was pregnant. Right. Yeah. Also, what, what's what's with the Benjamin Bratt butt touches during the wrestling thing? Like how? Yeah. Th- that wouldn't fly at I all. I feel like he also pat her vagina at one point. I didn't see that. I saw just like a front like, just tap. like a little like it was it was a, hazard check your oil. <laughs> it was just a little and yeah, I was very I was surprised by that. A little uh, mo- like a little mons rub, a little mons brush. It was. Too much. I don't like the word mons. Okay. I don't even know what that means. Mons pubis? The, you know, the mons pubis. Never been a fan of uh, mounds candy either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well, more of a Twix boy. Doesn't mounds candy have nuts in it? It's got coconuts. Oh. What about Greg LeMond's? Tell me all about it. Just a biker. <laughs> okay. Just a bike bike racer. Like a... Like a he was uh, Lance, Lance Armstrong, Armstrong before... It's Armstrong. It's so funny that whenever I look health stuff up, Livestrong is still a brand that you can go to to learn whether or not, like, how much quinoa you should eat if you're cutting down on meat. It's true. Livestrong. I mean, it was a phenomenon. Yeah. Which we talked about. Uh, This uh, movie also reminds me, well, so it seems like uh, Grace, Sandra Bullock's character, is, is she's only developed half of her, of what she needs to be like a full fully authentic human being like come at the beginning of the film she is a she's a good cop she's got a good moral compass uh she's also fit and she knows how to fight she knows how to hold her own with the guys uh what she learns in this film is how to hold her own with the ladies there's a lot of gun violence in american films that was the first thing that hit me because this is a movie about a pageant queen like fbi agent yeah literally the first scene is like Thousands of bullets. A murder. Uh, just, just uh, brutal, callous murders of um, of uh, Russian mobsters. Yeah, it's yeah. Funny. And uh, I, I was thinking about the movie Eastern Promises during during mm. this. Interesting. Yeah, like I want, I wanted that scene to take place in a bathhouse and have all of them <laughs> fight naked with with knives. With curved knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a good scene. That was a great scene. Yeah. But uh, but this is where I, I said that you know she does the right thing rather than doing the officially by the rules right thing is that in this scene the first scene we see not the first scene but the, with the Russians we see that she uh, is willing to 
abandoned protocol to save the mobster's life when he starts yeah. choking. She gives him the Heimlich maneuver, even yeah. though her lieutenant tells her not to. Yeah, she's very all lives matter, not just blue lives matter. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. That was right. And then her, her uh, partner almost died because of it, though. Right. Right. So, you know. And and so I still feel bad. I feel bad that she did that. She should not have broken the rules to save him. But then she breaks the rules again at the pageant, and it's the right decision. So there's no... <laughs> so it's all relative. Sometimes break the rules, and it's a good thing. Sometimes... I mean, just never break the rules, because other if things go wrong when you don't break the rules, you don't get in trouble for it. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about morality and ethics within the yes. confines of miscongeniality. Yes. This is going to be a tough win for and... anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I mean, I thought, uh, this, this was, this was a fun movie because it, it showed me that, uh, girls can be both gross and cute, you know, she is, uh, Sandra Bullock. This is, is what shows oh, you yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, in the first, like, a uh, few scenes with her, we see her like eating with her mouth open mm-hmm. and just like chewing. And it's very like Ju- Julie and Julia does that as well. You know, where, but she's, it's not seen as sort of as gross a little more refined yeah, yeah. and this she's just like and as an asmr boy i'm like totally cool with it i, I can't get enough of the sound of lip smacking it's true but, he does uh, ask me to record myself eating yeah i do yeah um i i, I, I don't know i like this i was 13 and i was a total tomboy and i was like in like burping competitions and stuff so i did identify with that side of her when she was like gross i was like yes i want that um, you ask Amber to record herself eating. <laughs> I thought we were just we're, gonna no gloss way, over that. No and keep going. Going. We're, we're going over that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, different foods, Feel different textures. You we're know, gonna talk about this right uh, now. Crispy bacon's one thing I'm really into. Pringles is another. You know, but we can also do soups. Mm, I'm okay with slurp? soups. Yeah, you like a good slurp. Yeah, like I go down to the uh, polka dot on Manhattan Avenue and get the borscht. Mm. And uh, we've got. Are you bit- still eat there? Well, I mean, I'm, I buy the soup for Amber to eat. I gotcha. Yeah. I told Why you. don't you eat there anymore? I never told you the story. No. What'd you do? What happened? Well, I didn't Not do anything. You. Are, we gonna get, are we giving this place a negative Yelp review on I the air? I was a victim. I don't, want, I don't think it's fair for me to talk about it. Um, okay. We can, we can go okay. off camera. Okay. Would, <laughs> later. Off camera, off, later. off mic. This will be behind the Patreon later. Yeah. The, uh... Listen to Sammy's food poisoning story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, well, it does feel like they keep their food in the danger zone, though. I have to it say It is that. in the temperature. Uh, like no health inspector has ever walked in there yeah. to tell them how to, how, to really do, how to really cover the food. Or just, you know, keep things that need heat uh, heated, like mm. fish. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fish. That's a, that's a big one. We'll see. That's where you made the mistake, my friend. No, I'd eaten there several times and had that dish before. Um, I was... Literally on my way to a bachelor party, my friend's bachelor weekend, eating fish, and then I, like, out of the side view, something moved on my plate, and there was uh, three maggots on the fish that I had started oh, to ingest. Yeah. that is horrifying. You, you asked for it. America. That is... Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. Oh, no. So I was in the bathroom trying to pull the trigger before I was on a three-hour oh, car ride to the Poconos. Sure, yeah, sure. It was not It not didn't fun. work out, though. It was, like, the I longest three it. hours... Of your life, I was that, okay in that car. You were okay. I mean, like I didn't die. I didn't have food poisoning, but uh, it does. That's actually worse. Where, <laughs> where are we gonna get our borscht now? 
Go yeah. to Kowalski Jaldo. This is like a Greenpoint tourist guide for like <laughs> non-dangerous Polish foods. <laughs> All right, I guess we're gonna have to go there. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, well, thank you for that story. That was uplifting. You're welcome. It was great to relive that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's see. What what else do we have here? We've got. Um... Well, I had a hard time with the improv elements. I had to suspend belief a little bit a couple times when. Uh, she had the yeah miscongeniality. She had to um, she had to teach a self defense class just off the bat because the other women drank her water cups for her talent. Do you remember that? And she taught it on stage, and it was like very well rehearsed. And she had like little quips, and I didn't, I just didn't believe it. And then she handed her the other girl, um, you know, little Miss Batons, Heather Burns, blazer. And she she handed her batons that she could light on fire right before her final talent, and and she just went with it. She lit batons on fire for the first time on stage in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Also, I I don't think you're supposed to have fire on a stage like that in an enclosed space. And what what about all the hairspray? Yeah. What about everything is so flammable? I'd imagine at a beauty pageant that you wouldn't want to be anywhere near. Uh, open flames yeah I, so you're, you're right yeah i wrote down that scene too the self-defense talent show i wrote this down as scenes i liked oh and uh i love the acronym that they came up with sing which mm-hmm. was a uh, solar like where you got to hit somebody solar plexus instep nose groin. groin sing and that's also and then there's another acronym i really like when it comes to drinking which is halt mm-hmm. so uh you're not supposed to drink if you're hungry angry lonely or tired did Ooh. i did i share that with you you did mm-hmm. so each one teach one amber's yeah. over here uh making me a better person yeah so there's I'll, also kiss yeah. keep it simple stupid <laughs> those are both two of my favorite like aa uh, acronyms right on kiss is an aa acronym yeah it is interesting yeah beats pemdas um i had a question speaking of scenes yeah what the fuck kind of budget does the fbi have that they can rent a a private jet and an entire hangar for her makeover yeah and why do they need that much space for one person's makeover catered to the gills by the way with muffaletta sandwiches and just a, a bevy of uh stylists yeah that's one of my another great scene Wait, well, what, what? That was like millions of dollars, taxpayer dollars. Right. It was like the million dollar man. Talk about like when they're suspension of disbelief. When but they're I creating it. a bionic person. <laughs> yeah. You know, but instead of uh, suiting her up like they did in RoboCop to make Peter Weller come back to life, they just like made her beautiful. Yeah. That's uh, I, I, I thought that was funny. Real cute. I was just thinking from a sheer number standpoint, how do they? How, uh, our tax dollars. Yeah. Getting thrown down the toilet. Well, it's a movie. This is true. Uh, oh, yeah. During that scene, women wax their knuckles, I asked. Yes. Oh, yeah. They do if they have hairy knuckles and they don't want them hairy. Mm-hmm. I have a little hair on my knuckles, but I don't wax them because... Yeah, it's fine and downy. Yeah. It's fine and downy. Yeah, exactly. you don't have, like, gorillas in the mist knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Just, I can't... Uh, yeah, so I, I, th- I found that interesting. You know, I learned new things. I learned new things about ladies in this. They cleaned her teeth, her hair, her eyebrows. I like a strong pair of eyebrows, though. I'm totally fine with the mm. big eyebrows. Wait, so you ask Amber to record herself eating? <laughs> Sometimes you know, drinking, too. He also likes hairy <laughs> knuckles, apparently. <laughs> 
as long as they're fine and down downy. Yeah, uh, I did like the one the one scene where she's uh Michael Caine is her to give like a quick backdrop of the character. He's the uh, pageant coach. coach that's brought in to refine her mm-hmm. and make her uh, a lady, a debutante. Yes, and uh, this is right out of uh, My Fair Lady. Is like an old sure. is, an, is the same storyline. So yeah, they got to make her a woman. Continue. So he's, he's teaching her how to glide when she walks. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh, and there's a little nod to uh, Midnight Cowboy. Oh really? Yeah, the little Ratso Rizzo scene where she's like, "I'm gliding over here." She walks in front of the cab, and the cab almost hits her. <laughs> you guys have oh seen yes, Midnight yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. I'm walking here. I'm walking over here. But uh, hey, I'm gliding over here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that was a nod until you just said that. I so love way that. to way to shout that one out. We got to watch that movie now. The great movie. Yeah, I would love to do Midnight Cowboy. So uh, we, yeah, we'll we'll hit that one up. Michael Caine. Uh, I also wrote down Michael Caine. It was wasted as Alfred in The Dark Knight. Yeah, but what other role would he have played? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It was but either that or Morgan Freeman's role, and I think they, they got they got it right. Yeah. Or he could have been an international villain. He could have been like the the cockney, like limey gangster mm-hmm. that's trying to take over Gotham. But that would have been a completely different movie. It would have been a completely <laughs> different movie. They, they could have, have had him as Bane. Him. I would have totally been okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think physically he could have pulled that one off, but yeah. you know. A lot okay. of stunt double work. Um, but he's such a great actor that I don't, I love I don't like Cain. to see him in um, supporting role. I liked him in this supporting yeah. role because he had so much uh, sort of pizzazz. Now, was his character supposed to be gay or was he just super British? <laughs> oh, his <laughs> I character can't in this was definitely gay. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like otherwise he, had... he wouldn't be, they wouldn't, it wouldn't have been okay. The scenes where he like puts her um, like bra cutlets in for her oh, or, right. you know like sprays her ass with hairspray or I something mean, benjamin bratt's getting butt touches you never know <laughs> that they, was the they, one they she really was drawing. that was the one she was basically a man when right, she had right. bushy eyebrows and tangled That's hair when she was basically a man this is true <laughs> what was uh candace bergen's motivation for wanting to blow up the pageant jealousy right she, they were kicking her out of the pageant. Oh, that's right. And this had been her baby for years and years, and she had built it up. So imagine, like, imagine, um, Funhouse. Former winner, right? Yeah, she's okay. a former winner, and she remember, like, imagine, like, f- you've been hosting Funhouse forever and ever and ever, and it becomes like a big deal, and you get it at a special on Netflix or something, and then, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna replace you as host. Yeah, and for people that don't know, Funhouse is the weekly show that I run every Wednesday at 10 p.m., uh, currently at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And yeah, I would I would hate it if they just uh, threw, threw me out on the curb like a like an old workhorse, like Boxer and Animal Farm once yeah. I was done. Would you hate working. it enough to uh, make a fake tiara, an explosive tiara, and put it on Samir's head? And have your, have your weirdly, like, your... your older son who seems weirdly sexually attracted to you right. uh, do do like the movements and bidding for you in order to make that tr explode you got to exploit the weak pawn that's right that's what children i feel are. like Gabe would have no problem doing that, <laughs> i feel like we're giving him too many ideas right now this is yeah well that's so... worth you got you got a good plug-in yeah, that's great. That's all I do this for. Yeah. <laughs> I did not, they did not tell me to do that. This is just, that this came really up organically. <laughs> yeah, we just like to seamlessly uh, drop the sponsored content in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, what, what another couple, th- so I, uh, Sandra Bullock is super, uh, she's actually funny in this. 
Yeah, she's um, great. You know, because I, I just didn't think of her as a comedic actress right off the bat. I remember her from these action movies. I remember her from The Net. I remember her from being dramatic. But her timing is awesome. And she uses humor to defuse uh, situations with the other contestants. And this movie also goes against my expectations because I thought that it would be like a cutthroat session of like like a bitch fest between all of these beauty contestants and and that's that's my hang up for thinking that that's the stereotype they're fighting right that's her that's what she thinks going in as well and then she learns that it's different that women care about each other they they do and she is a she's a champion for like the underdogs within the beauty pageant world too like the the fire spinner Mm -hmm. and the fire spinner that again when wasn't her by the way obviously (laughs) <laughs> I was terrified of that scene, so they had someone else do it for her. Right. When I thought about that uh, fire spinner, I was I, I'm waiting for the uh, Miss USA pageant where the the skill is devil sticking. What's, de- oh, what's devil, devil sticking? Is when you have the two two um, ribbed sticks on the outside, and then there's that one in the middle with like two balls on the end, and you you uh, juggle it from from stick to stick. Oh, hippie minstrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, usually, you, you usually you wear a jester's hat yeah. while you do that. While you suck on fucking nitrous. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's baton twirling is uh, like the the much more whacker form of devil sticking. Right. Not to say devil sticking's great, but it's... It's not great. <laughs> it's not. It's really fun, though. Have you ever worked uh, yeah, some devil it. sticks? It's great. <laughs> I've, been in, I've been in a couple of fish parking lots. Yeah. When I was yeah. 15. Trying, you know. Trying to fit in. Yeah. You know, bro. Eating kelp pod thai. Mm. Um, looking for mushrooms. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. I also wrote, uh, Sandra Bullock eats like a Greek island donkey. Oh, I was going to disagree with you very quickly. Um, <laughs> that's a really good descriptive term, and that's awesome, because yeah. she does. You ever <laughs> seen a, uh, donkey on the Greek to... islands? They've got to carry tourists up the cliffs, <laughs> and, uh, and they burn a lot of calories, and then when they finally feed them, dude, they wolf the food down. Well, <laughs> think about how many calories they burn on, yeah. those, on those tourist trips. Um, yeah. The... When you said that about Sandra Bullock, uh, that she's always been kind of known for her comedic timing. Though. Even in Demolition Man and Speed, she was like quick with the one-liners, and she always had that timing. So I kind of feel like this was sort of a natural fit for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is li- maybe she lighter fare. She later. Sure. Sure. Now, like in Bird Box, not a single laugh. It is a grim performance right. by a desperate and angry Sandra Bullock. In she Blindside, she's, she's more serious. Time to Kill. In yeah. what's the space movie that she's in? Gravity. 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 Which Gravity. is so it's... heavy. Yes. <laughs> if, you you will. Yeah. if you will. Yeah. I'd yeah. never seen it. Dude, Gravity is, it's like uh, Apollo 13, the one woman show. Right. It's awesome. Wasn't Clooney in it? Uh, he was. Okay. He was. But uh, not for long. Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it really is just her by herself most of the time. And... Uh, yeah, so what do you guys think? What are your final thoughts on any anything that we, we didn't cover that you really need to, to push out? That's a tough one. I'd have to say April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> what a really fun line. I remember uh, that line. Yeah, yeah. That is the way that someone on the spectrum answers a question, what is your perfect date? Yeah. It was a great answer. I, uh-huh. don't, I don't think she should have been embarrassed about it at all. I thought it was tongue-in-cheek. Was it not supposed to be? No, she got off very embarrassed. She was like, oh, my God. I, yeah. Interesting. I blanked. What do, we, what do we think about beauty pageants in general? They seem um, sexist and demeaning to me. 
Uh, I agree. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they should exist. Um, but I, uh, I don't think that we're going to get rid of them. No. And I think that as long as, I, I don't know, I think of it like anything else, like, um, women are now getting scholarships through beauty festivals and they're getting, they're like making money off of them. So as long as the patriarchy exists, if we can make money off of our looks, then we should do that. I think anyone should. Yeah. Yeah. But there are better ways to make money off of your looks. Like go and be a stripper. I, I honestly think that that would be a better way to get your money. Cause you make more, you can make more yeah. money as a stripper than being a beauty pageant star. And, and you don't like have to be public about it. I feel it. like it's pretty, it's a lot easier to get it's in. It's easier. You, you make more. It doesn't have to be a public spectacle. Yeah. So. Well, not on a grand scale. No, not on a grand scale. I mean, it's not televised. You can keep your, your secret identity. It's true. I think, uh, I, I think just... anything that Trump's got his hand in is automatically <laughs> inherently sexist. And demeaning to people. Uh, that's, let's yeah. not forget that this guy ran this fucking show for a long time. Yeah, yeah. let's not forget. Uh, maybe there should be dip, many more uh, contests than just one Miss USA or one Miss Universe contest. There is. They all lead up to that one. Yeah, so, so like, like it's yeah. a kumite, like a blood sport of, of mini beauty and contests. Like also yeah. like Miss Teen. Like there's Miss teen of every city there's a miss teen new york and a miss teen dc and a miss teen la and then and then it gets even worse when they go to like children oh god <laughs> miss toddler yeah miss three-year-old yeah. dressed like uh My... i mean those are just like a uh, uh pedophile like bush leaks right like I, the... I don't know what they are the toddler ones? I don't know. It's just the creepiest my... thing ever yeah my uh niece actually won um miss teen virginia oh really mm-hmm she's uh and she's a very smart woman, and she's she's going to law school, and she's she's great. I don't think that has any. Yeah, yeah. Any I mean, I, I worked with a girl that won, or a lady that won uh, Miss. I think she was she was eighteen or over. One Miss Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you need to have public very, speaking very bright skills. Girl. Listen to the podcast, actually. Uh oh. Hell yeah! Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, you get you get good public speaking skills. You. Uh, Oh, there's a lot of benefits but, for, especially the younger you are, I feel like you have a lot, a yeah. lot of doors are open. But you could also join like speech and debate to get those same sort of skills. Sure. And uh, it's, I mean, it seems like at the end of this film, Sandra Bullock's character, Grace, she I, co-signs um, beauty pageants. She got value out of being in it and gained sisterhood and, Yeah, you know. I don't know if she co-signs the idea of beauty pageants in general, but she co-signs these women. And she's like, I'm not going to look down on you, but I don't think she likes the system. Yeah. Yeah, but she would have never had the, the fun. She would have and never the had these uh, self-discoveries if she hadn't gone through the system. Yeah, I think the whole argument of the film is that it's not all that black and white it's not it, are beauty pageants good or bad or are the people in them good or bad it's you know they're all humans so the message is that ultimately she got the prize which was the butt toucher who didn't find her attractive until she spent millions of dollars on her looks yeah that is until <laughs> she got rid of those hairy knuckles you know that's gross i didn't want them together actually um he's like he's like her boss he didn't he didn't appreciate her until she flat ironed her hair i didn't like i didn't like it moral ambiguity <laughs> 
mm-hmm. is alive in Miss Congeniality a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, my, entertaining. It's, I, a, it's an entertaining film. Yeah, look, this was light fare. Uh, this was a movie that would be easy to watch with my grandma. My grandma loved uh, uh, like, Sandra Bullock movies. It's like airport sushi. Yeah, it's just, mm, mm, mm. you know, as long as there's no maggots in it, it's fine. This movie's got sure. no maggots in it. It's, uh, I could Maggot watch this free. with my mom. I watched it with my fiance. I enjoyed the time that I spent doing that. And uh, I put aside my uh, loathing and hatred of the FBI for an hour and a half watching this. Yeah. So, um, you know, because uh, th- this and Silence of the Lambs are probably the only movies where I'm like, okay, the FBI... <laughs> They they got a place. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yo, fuck those guys. And uh uh yeah, so this was a charming piece of FBI you know propaganda. They, they can hear you, right? <laughs> yeah. They're always listening. Cool. So if anything happens to me, uh my eat I'm Jeff judge Sanderson. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. What I are, give it uh final thoughts? I give it uh four and a half tiaras out of five. Very good. <laughs> Very good work, Abe. Amber? Um, for the nostalgia alone, uh, I give it a four and a half TRs as well. Otherwise, if it weren't for the nostalgia and the connection I feel with the movie, I would give it overall, um, three TRs. Yeah, I second that. I'm going to go with, uh, three flaming batons. Oh, yes. On this one. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's entertaining enough. Cast is solid. It's, you know, it's, it's watchable. And, if, you know, I feel like it's a, it's one of those like films that girls watch at sleepovers when they're like 12. Yeah. So yeah and even if you if you're listening to this you've probably seen the movie (laughs) right right uh but the i'd say the the comedic flourishes uh that um william shatner brings to it the uh fun performance by michael caine and um overall sandra bullock is uh watchable in every scene yeah she's charming af Mm -hmm. boom great all right guys well that was uh this week's episode of eat pray Judge, uh, a big thank you to our guest this week, Amber Rollo. Thanks for having me. Amber, is there any anything you'd like to plug at the end? Sure. I have uh, my own podcast called Daddyless Issues. We didn't talk about it at all, but um, I am an orphan comedian, and that's partly why I wanted Sandra Bullock to be an orphan. Uh, and I, we talk each episode with another orphan comedian. I co-host it with Chanel Ali. And we talk about... Um, what that does for their comedy so check it out or you can find all my show dates on my website amberrollo.com a-m-b-e-r-r-o-l-l-o.com right on sammy anything you want to spread no i'm good on? this is this is this has been fun all right everybody uh thank you so much for listening to us uh, talk about miscongeniality uh we will see you next tuesday ciao